That was Show Nuff, Bin Me Baby by Blister Balls featuring Lil Cruddy. It's 5.27 p.m. and time for the news. You've got that dial tuned to Fakahatchee Radio, KFAK. I'm Horace Wexler. Well, like he summoned on us. Cocaine and a crack pipe in the car. And I said, uh-oh, that doesn't sound good. Hey, bring some, uh, bring some cokes in, please. Here are the headlines from around the globe, currently trending on the FakahatchieGazette.com website. FakahatchieGazette.com. Slowly dying because you get your news on Twitter. B-tier celebrity suddenly big vocal advocate of passengers' rights after being bumped from business class to economy. Earth, Wind & Fire announce plan to re-record some of their lesser hits to make them more about specific times of month and less about getting down in general. Supreme Court takes up case asking if stand-your-ground laws still apply if you're casually reclining instead of standing when you shoot someone who rang your doorbell. And Palm Tree elected mayor of small Florida town vows to provide shade for all. And now turning to news from around the globe. Did you not write up any news from new uh i look there's got to be news happening around that ukraine thing is still going on and that's the news from around the globe kfak loves to give back to the community and we're proud to work with our local prison to identify and rehabilitate talent in the hopes of fostering exciting new voices and bold points of view. And now another special report from one of our currently incarcerated correspondents, Chad the Night Monster Malloy, about his life behind bars. All right, Malloy, you got two minutes. This is Chad reporting live from cell 134. It's a sad day here. I had a friend named Charlie. Charlie was always there for me. I liked to share my food with him. He always appreciated that. I don't know what kind of bug Charlie was, but he got me. He saw me with all those eyes he had. I could tell Charlie all my thoughts and my sins. He didn't judge me like those jurors who were found mysteriously packed into oil drums. No, Charlie liked to listen. And I never heard him on purpose. But Charlie got a mouth on him sometimes. He said some things about my mother, and while they may be true, they weren't nice. I tried to tell Charlie, I don't know who killed and ate those tin joggers, but they're not going to like you talking about my mother like that. But he just kept rubbing his antenna together in a way that was insinuating my mother was still a whore and let the record state that she stopped doing that ten years ago, so it's nothing but lies. But I warned him. But he just kept eating and walking in my oatmeal, chirping about my ma being a cheap streetwalker like he didn't give a fuck. Sit down, Malloy. And that night, I went to sleep. Woke up the next morning, nothing but legs. Rest of Charlie was gone. 
This place is full of bad people, but some sick son of a bitch broke into my cell and killed and ate Charlie for what he said about my mom. He didn't deserve it. And leaving the legs uneaten was wasteful. So look out, fucker Hatchie! Don't make me get the There's a lunatic out there! And lock doors can't stop him! <laughs> That's all from cell C-134. I'm Jed Malloy. Okay, thank you very much, Night Monster. Parole can uh, come too soon. Uh, can't. Can't come too soon. I, I meant to say can't. Can't. Moving on. And now turning our attention to the U.S. News. America. While you always see him smiling and hopping in cartoons, Dan Z, the world's most famous kangaroo, isn't smiling now, as negotiations with the state of Florida have ended without a resolution. The company turned country on the back of a cartoon kangaroo, remains terse and steadfast in the declaration that it's a sovereign nation, and that the U.S. president, governor, or any other American official has no power there. KFAK reporter and bon vivant Chuchi Bonham is there at this hour to cover this story. Chuchi, thanks for joining us. Uh, how does the situation look currently from where you are? Thank you, Horace. Tensions remain high between Danzi Universe and the state of Florida, and it's not currently clear how much higher they can go. The governor issued a request for the National Guard, which was approved by Washington, D.C., and they've now been mobilized and positioned just outside Danzi's border, which was previously known as Parking Lot Walla B. Many of the soldiers are looking longingly past the parking garage at the giant Ferris wheel filled with tourists, and I'm told one or two Danzi snipers. It's continual turning, a reminder to everyone who lays eyes on it of all the good food and great rides, and one or two shit rides for babies just on the other side of those gates. But instead, they and I are standing outside the parking garage waiting for something, anything. I can't speak for the National Guard, but it's been a very nice excuse for me to wear this seasonally appropriate midnight black bulletproof vest with polished copper buckles and silk strap webbing. It looks quite smart, Horace, and perhaps a bit like I'm ready for a rumble. Uh, speaking of rumbling, Chuchi, the rumor mill has been churning, uh, and there's been some rumors swirling around the UN that Danzi may now possess nuclear weapons. Uh, have you heard or seen anything along those lines since you've been there that, that might give credence to these rumors? Right, yes, Horace, I, I know the rumors that you're speaking about, that Liechtenstein has somehow succeeded in refining radioactive material right under the nose of the United Nations, and have now managed to smuggle several missiles into the Danzi Universe theme park, piece by piece, through a network of diaper bags hanging off baby strollers. At this point, I haven't seen any evidence to support this rumor, though I haven't seen evidence to unprove it either. If it is true, it's obviously a huge escalation of the situation, and a development that will require our elected leaders to tread even more lightly. Something I know a lot about, because I've been treading lightly myself, wearing my hand-stitched Mayor Brown Aardvark leather loafers by Gus O'Malley, in a size too small for my feet, so they look a little more dainty. All right. Chuchi, it's good to hear from you, and you take care out there. 
Thank you, Horace. I will. Uh, after this, I'm going back into the park for more of my trademark investigative reporting. I got my hand stamped earlier when I left, and now I have inzy outsy privileges. And so I'm going back in to ride Buccaneers of Somalia and Galaxy Jaunt, as the lines were a bit too long earlier today. And I'll let you and our listeners know if there are any hot scoops to report. Though I suspect there will only be cold scoops, one strawberry and one chocolate sitting on a waffle cone. I'll also check the pretzel stand for potential developments and honey mustard sauce and leave no funnel cake unturned. Back to you, Horace. Thanks, Chuchi. The State Department has issued a travel advisory for American tourists, encouraging avid park goers to reconsider. Look, uh, this... Uh, this situation is potentially dangerous and evolving quickly. Uh, I understand the urge to hit up those rides, uh, meet Danzy and all the other palaroos, and spend your money on merchandise with their faces and perhaps a roo pouch to make your stomach look like a kangaroo's. But we desperately ask you to reconsider. Uh, if this situation turns ugly, we may not be able to evacuate all Americans inside uh, and cannot guarantee your or your merchandise's safety. Definitely something for families to keep in mind if you're planning an upcoming summer vacation. Turning our attention to local news. When news breaks, we're there. The frankly giant statue Mayor Mikey Dussolet proposed a beloved icon Gator Greg Louganis at the alligator's funeral has hit a snag after an early environmental survey by several scientists and the local building department revealed the ground to be unsuitable for a statue of that weight and magnitude. Look, they say that land's not fit to build on, but uh, I disagree, <laughs> all right? We got buildings down there right now, and this statue is only going to be like five to six times heavier per square foot. So, yeah, we're going to appeal the decision, and we're going to get that statue made or built or sculpted or however they want to do the details. We're going to do it. It's going to be a perfect replica, except bigger than big. All right? Except, of course, the dong. Some of the ladies in the town and a fella have asked very nicely, I might add, that we don't include a big honking alligator hog between its legs. Now, it was some tense negotiations that had a lot of name calling and a lot of folks got their ire up. But I am proud to say the statue is now going to be a perfect replica, bigger than big, like I said before, and also sculpted or whatever to be wearing underpants. Because we all agreed that does seem more dignified. <laughs> all right. Public sentiment on the alligator statue until this point has seemed to be largely on the side of the mayor. But with a battle on placement spilling out increasingly into the public eye, many are starting to wonder if perhaps both sides are being unreasonable on this point. Veracity Abernathy responded to the battle at a public forum late last night. Someone's definitely being unreasonable. And it isn't us. This isn't just something he can appeal unless he takes it up with, I don't know, God? The ground there is simply much too swampy and marshy to support a statue of the proposed density, alligator-shaped statue or not. That's not even considering the placement of the statue, which is right in the middle of a road, and is, if I may be absolutely blunt, a very, very, very stupid place to put a statue. 
Some members of the public proposed building a different statue last night to applause, with early frontrunners being a giant statue of beloved British butler Mr. Belvedere, and the other being that time Edward Norton was driving through town and splattered a deer with his rental car. Personally, I always loved the idea of public works and greenification, and uh, though the proposed location of whatever statue it might end up being seems potentially problematic, um, I'm a little excited that I might have a great view of it looking out through the studio window here. Join me later this evening at 5 o'clock for my show Night Drive, where we'll be talking about all the day's events and you can share all your thoughts and opinions. We're serving up another hot steaming crock of rock in 10 minutes after the police blotter and weather report. For Fakahatchee Radio, KFAK, I'm Horace Wexler. Dakota, Pittsburgh here, you rocky roll weatherman, with tomorrow's weather. It's currently forecasted to be largely idyllic with sharp but short punctuations of rain to break up the monotony. Temperatures will range from the warmer than the usual warm to not so hot as to be much too hot. It's going to be a real sweater of a day out there, so all you cats and kittens better grab your shades. This is the Fakahatchee Police Blotter for June 30th, 2023. All times are assumed to be 5 o'clock Fakahatchee time, but are recorded in U.S. Standard Time. Pronouns are assumed, but not necessarily correct. 1.31 a.m. Officers were called to the Soakin' Suds, where Paul A. was apprehended with pocketfuls of uncontained laundry soap he claimed he'd brought from home. He was released when he showed the officers the long trails of soap leading to his house. 1.51 a.m. Officers observed Cass Stormer pushing an intoxicated man dressed in a shark onesie using a shopping cart. Officers thanked Stormer for being the designated pusher and handed out one get-out-of-jail-free card. The man shark was not disturbed, but was subsequently phallused with a permanent marker. 2.53 a.m. During a sting operation, deputies observed Denny Flowers attempting to hire an undercover officer as a hitman to absolutely destroy those birds that wake me up every morning outside my window. He was remanded over to the local branch of Crow Patrol. 4.11 a.m. Officers called to captains to respond to a disturbance. On site, Drew Inns was found holding a waitress hostage with a scratchy piece of toast, yelling his eggs weren't runny enough. Officers agreed, and the plate of eggs was sent back to the kitchen. 4.15 a.m., officers called back to captains to respond to a disturbance. At location, Alan Jordan was discovered holding the hostess hostage at Toast Point, clamoring his eggs were too runny. Officers agreed. Chef was discovered to be an eight-year-old runaway with fake beard standing on tin cans and was returned to his family. 5.02 a.m. Mike Kitless was arrested after his invention of battle hopscotch would take two lives and injure more than a dozen in a craze that was described as fascinating and a thing people were absolutely okay with until the battle hopscotch governing body president, Kyle Decker, was discovered to be absolutely corrupt. 5.32 a.m. Matthew Holt received a verbal warning after he used two blueberries as eyes and said two strips of bacon on his pancakes for a mouth. Holt said any derogatory language used against the police was Jimmy Pancakehead and not him. But officers are pretty sure they saw Holt's mouth moving and reasonably sure pancakes cannot become sentient, even if they get their powers from syrup, like Holt claimed. 6.32 a.m. A witness observed Luke Moore leaping out of a broken window at Hair There and Everywhere, a salon for ladies, with a very full and apparently very light black trash sack. 
Mr. Moore was heard yelling, Don't you stop me. I need all this for a thing I'm doing. 7.26 a.m. Jennifer Long was questioned by a deputy about whether smoking a banana peel could get you high. Miss Long replied she didn't know, but did show the deputy how to make a candle out of an orange rind, which he described in his report as kind of cool. 8.43 a.m. Brandon Emmerich called the station to report a new type of bird he had found. Officers responded, that's not a thing you can just do, but then were impressed. When on scene, it was revealed to be a new type of bird that walks on four legs and has a beak the length of a machete. 8.52 a.m. After DNA testing the offending samples, officers arrested Don Chewy 27 and Mark Bernard for leaving what they laughingly referred to as brown pickles on a local pickleball court. The court is undergoing biohazard cleaning procedures and is expected to reopen later this week. 9.12 a.m. Zoe Valor called 911 to report a runaway. Upon further questioning, the runaway was revealed to be a beloved turtle named Milky. Deputies quickly authorized a search, and Milky was discovered hitching a ride on top of a next-door neighbor's lawnmower, and was returned to its concerned owner. 9.53 a.m. Deputies handcuffed Elias Henriksen and told him to think about what he had done after being caught in full snow gear running back and forth through the Dairy Queen drive-thru, slapping any purchased blizzard out of a customer's hand. 10.02 a.m. Carrie Shaw was arrested for running a robocaller that, upon answering the call, would inform female residents that they'd look spectacular with a short pixie haircut, a statement deemed wildly untrue in most cases. 10.26 a.m. Ben Condal was arrested for selling bootleg Gator Greg funeral t-shirts. T-shirts were ruled as having a poor likeness of Gator Greg upon closer inspection and were packaged up along with several pounds of Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl champion t-shirts to send to Africa. 11.36 a.m. Deputies were called to a dispute at Hank's Old Arby's where Sean Considine was delivering a petition to bring back the Boomer Brawl. Deputies agreed that it should come back and there was nothing technically illegal about delivering a petition, but requested he not wrap future petitions around a brick to deliver. 11.42 a.m. A judge ruled against a man only known as Mark and his personal declaration of independence by tearing the paper he had written it on several times and throwing it in the air like confetti, thus voiding any basic and inalienable rights Mark's handwritten document gave to hermit crabs. 12.06 p.m. Martin Cox asked a deputy if he wanted to see a dead body, and the deputy said sure, and then they went into the woods and poked it with a stick for a while, and came back with a new perspective on life. 12.15 p.m., Jake Croker was observed purposely sneezing on the all-you-can-eat shrimp cocktail bar at Sneeze to discourage folks from partaking and possibly saving future shrimp from hitting the ice. On arrival, deputies asked Mr. Croker to leave, but when he didn't, shrugged as technically there's no statute against it. Several of Sneeze's customers, including Ron Bandish, were said to have shrugged and grabbed a plate mumbling something about how no one is going to stop me from getting the shrimp I paid for. 12.24 p.m. Mark Adamczyk was forced by military police to pick up his shovel again and refill what he had started after General Montauk declared his tunnel straight through the center of the earth to China, a potential security risk that far outweighed any strategic value it might have. 1.07 p.m. Tim Bland was discovered floating face down in a swamp by the side of the road. When officers waded toward his body, he loudly yelled that he did not want to be disturbed during his swamp siesta and yawned loudly. 1.47 p.m. Chris Crafty was observed throwing garbage through an open storefront window. 
Crafty described his actions as throwing trash into the portal. After discovering multiple cans of several different flavors of Scud on the floor of his vehicle, deputies deemed Crafty was having a scudtosic episode and was taken to a nearby medical facility. 3.16 p.m. Michael Nichols was discovered by a deputy who described him as wearing incredibly hairy pants. Just real hairy. Were they made of hair? And if so, whose hair? I don't know. I didn't want to get close enough to ask, though Mr. Nichols seemed incredibly pleased with himself. 3.21 p.m. At the request of a local burger restaurant, officers arrived at the home of David Santos to speak to him about his cyberbullying of the Florida Fat Fatty Patty, a burger patty in swim trunks and sunglasses holding a surfboard that he had referred to on Facebook as not beach ready, having big nerd energy, flatter and less appetizing than the surfboard it holds, and it currently looks as bloated as if it had washed ashore after floating in the ocean for three days after being hit in the head with its surfboard and drowning. 4.12 p.m. John Yarddog was arrested for doing a skateboard jump so incredibly sick, the observing officer described it as a potential public health risk. While Mr. Yarddog remains quarantined for the time being, he also awaits sentencing for doing a set of BMX stunts so dope, the DEA felt compelled to open an investigation and prosecute all who saw it. 5.08 p.m. Two individuals who identified themselves only as Scott and another named Gamer Grudge were last seen entering a spooky old blockbuster video where they claimed they had seen a ghost and that Patrick Swayze was pretty good at it. 8.18 p.m. Harry Ryder was questioned about the flamethrower on his property after being observed flaming seagulls he claimed were asking for it. Ryder claimed it was a personally licensed flamethrower and showed his concealed carry license. Officers left without apology. 8.37 p.m. After meeting a lady mentalist, Nathan Greenaway was hypnotized into changing his last name to Adler, a change that is not yet reflected on any of his currently government-issued documents and will involve a lot of standing in line, bureaucracy, and paperwork. 9.02 p.m. Mr. Ethan Savage filed a complaint with the district attorney after deputies ruled against Savage's claim of winning and did not hand over their uniforms on presentation of his straight flush, as they were not wearing anything under them. 11.06 p.m. Nikki Mundy was asked to leave a local diner after sculpting a life-size likeness of Miley Cyrus out of mashed potatoes. Officers arrived to escort Mr. Mundy off scene and reviewed the sculpture as a poor likeness, lacking in wit, and a postmodern social commentary that deserves to be drowned in gravy. Fuckahatchee Radio. 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 Still American for now.